this is Casey. I am hosting another episode of Wayne Calls the Heart recap of um, episode six. And here I have two awesome hearties with me and they are Caroline and Laura. So uh, you guys introduce yourselves. Caroline, why don't you go first? Hey, I'm Caroline. Hey. Hi, I'm Laura. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast. So what did you guys think of last night's episode? Laura, um, you want to tell us your overall thoughts? I really enjoyed it. Okay. What did you enjoy about it? Um, everything pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of good storylines. Mm-hmm. What about you, Caroline? I, I loved how vulnerable Rosie was like during the episode. It was like, it was neat to see Pascal play a, like Rosie that way I was like oh it made me cry and I don't cry yeah. that much so mm-hmm. yeah for sure she's definitely my favorite in mm-hmm. Hope Valley and so I don't know she's just her storyline this season is like all the field I'm yes. so excited I'm and very impressed on how Rosie's story arc has been this season it's been yes night's episode it started getting interesting um it you know with season six being how it's been with um you know abigail and having to write her off um it seemed like the first three episodes that we had it was like a lot of introduction introduction to the new um saloon owner introduction to fiona um and then we got another introduction to mountain nate so it seemed like it was a um, a pilot episode, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, just over and over again, which was kind of fun because we got to meet all these brand new characters. But then last night's episode just really seemed to dive right back into the whole um, storylines of all the um, the characters and stuff. So I, I, I thought it was fun. Um, <laughs> we can delve deeper into that as we talk about Elizabeth. Um, would you say Elizabeth is one of y'all's favorite characters? I, I love, yeah, I love Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, I really like her. That's exciting. Yeah, I, um, I really, I, I love Elizabeth this season. I think she's awesome with those kids. And um, it's interesting to see her um, back in the schoolroom because I know, I think, season two and three she really we didn't see a lot of interaction with her in the schoolroom she she's teaching the kids math and she has this ridiculous math problem I it's got to be some kind of algebraic thing I don't know (laughs) how long is it going to take you to walk 74 miles how long is it going to take a train to walk like 38 miles how long is it going to take you to ride a horse 10 miles and then you have to do this crazy math problem um I don't know about y'all but I didn't learn that till I was like middle school maybe mm-hmm. I'm just behind but little opal I know I was like <laughs> opal oh, like I couldn't do that she's basically a genius <laughs> me and math I I was not good in math in, in school so I was like Mm-mm. yeah same yeah, my parents enrolled me in like tutoring, so mm-hmm. I, yeah, math and I were not friends. So for little Opal to be doing these crazy problems, I mean, that is 
Without a calculator. <laughs> Without yeah. a calculator, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, what do you think about Allie's storyline and how um, Elizabeth handled Allie? I, I love the Allie storyline, like, and how seeing her, like, help her try to adjust to her, like, new school and everything, and I think, I just, I just love Allie, even though this is the second episode, I think her story is, like, really cute. Mm-hmm, yeah. Ada's a cute little actor, too, so. She is so precious. She's, she's just super cute with that grin of hers. Mm-hmm. She's like, <laughs> so that's fun. Um, what about you, Laura? Did, um, how, how, what did you think about um, the whole Elizabeth and Allie storyline? Oh, I love their scenes. And I love that actress. I loved her in um, Love Under the Stars. That was a really good movie. Oh, Okay. I don't know that I've seen that one. I don't think I'll see that one out. either. I yeah. think it's on um, Hallmark Movies Now, maybe, or maybe oh. went off. Okay. So we learned that Allie is also a math genius. Legitimately, <laughs> she does these problems all by herself, um, which is a problem because she's supposed to work as a team, and she really doesn't, she wants nothing to do with the kids. Um, so Elizabeth and Nate have a talk with, talk with each other <laughs> and we discover a few things about Allie. Um, her mom died when she was four and her dad is not in the picture, um, probably scared off uh, from being a father to a young vibrant child. And then uh, Mountie Nate's mom is too old to raise a young girl. So he is now uh, the caretaker of Allie. Um, were you all expecting this? I know Amber and I did some speculating last week about Amber or about Allie's mom. I was surprised that the dad like would just left. Like I thought he would have like died too. I was like, I would, I wasn't expecting him to leave on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. I, I was not necessarily surprised because I figured, you know, they don't, we can't have all the orphans, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <true. laughs> we, we have to have one parent alive or something, but I, I wasn't expecting that. I, I really thought that maybe both parents had died tra- tragically or something along those lines. Um, so that was, um, that was definitely interesting to see a little bit of their Allie's background. Um, and then we find out that Elizabeth she does a little what do we call it self-counseling inadvertently Mm -hmm. yeah um and so Nate and Elizabeth are talking and Elizabeth says to Nate after he asks her what do you think the problem is and she says Allie's pushing people away because she what because she wouldn't have to worry about losing them now what do y'all think about this scene? I thought that was a powerful scene. Like, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't expect it so soon. And, like, since Mouthy Nate introduction and everything, I, I love mm-hmm. that scene. Yeah. And, and Aaron's facial expressions. Like, I, I watched the episode, like, this morning, like, preparing. And I was like, her facial expressions were just so, like, I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, I felt that it, that was Elizabeth, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. And 
I can relate to Allie and pushing people away. So that like really gave me the feels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt for Elizabeth in that moment. Um, and like you said, Caroline, Erin did a fantastic job of just wearing her emotions on her sleeve and not just start crying over Jack. You know, I, that's gotta be really hard, you know, mm -hmm. to do as an actor. And then also to evoke the emotions of Elizabeth, um, being a still a new widow um, and having to walk through these emotions that you're going through. Um, it, it's very, it was definitely a very powerful moment. I think it was an eye opener for Elizabeth as well um, to realize that, you know what, she's kind of doing the same thing. Like she's, her heart is not ready and Allie's heart's probably not ready either. So both of them in their own ways are going to have to learn how to open up Mm -hmm. For Allie, for her friends, and for Elizabeth, to the possibility of loving um, someone again. So mm -hmm. we have the fun stuff: the <laughs> Gowan and the oil and the gushing and the hiccup <laughs> running. That was the best part. I was like, yes. <laughs> I so when I saw the um, the preview, I didn't realize that was Hickam that ran in. Mm -hmm. I thought it was some rando. But when I realized it was Hickam, I was like, this is the best. This is probably the best that Ben, Ben, what's his last name? Rosenbaum. That Ben's a, Ro yeah. Rosenbaum, thank you. <laughs> this is probably the best that Ben Rosenbaum's um, just done as Hickam. I mean, just mm -hmm. full out screaming, it's a gusher. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I was laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> So, you know, we find that Gowan's drilling on his land. He hits a gusher. Hope Valley freaks out because, I mean, they've become the Beverly Hillbillies of Canada. <laughs> and shooting up some oil. You just need all the, you know, Jet, Jethro or whatever, all them mm -hmm. coming up. And Granny. <laughs> like the Hope Valley. Yeah, Granny. The Hope Valley versions of the Beverly Hillbillies. And, um, they are everybody's going crazy everybody's buying pickaxes everybody's trying to find things to drill with and people are at odds with each other so we discover that kurt Lock, kurt lawson mm -hmm. is blocking off the way for lee to get to his lumber stuff because mm -hmm. he's mad at Richard Wolf, Robert's father, uh, for getting a better deal than he got from Gowan. What do we think about this, ladies? Is this kind of petty, or is he does he have a right to be mad? I I, I thought that Mr. Lawson was like was kind of petty, but closing the gate and not letting Lee come through, I was like that was a little ridiculous. But and making was it was his um. Robert's dad uh, paid toll. Richard. Yeah, Richard. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah, I thought it was petty. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. It was, it was something all right. I mean, mm. like, seriously, just because you didn't bargain or make a better deal doesn't, like, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Um, what about the whole debacle with um Richard Wolf, so Robert's father again, and Gowan. Um so 
there is a bit of a debate about this. I misunderstood. Of course, I was writing notes. So in my defense, I was writing notes and also trying to watch and all the good things. <laughs> um, so I first thought that Gowan didn't disclose all the information to Robert's father. Mm-hmm. However, I went through and I wrote down the conversation. So before we go into that, what do y'all think? Do we think that Gowan is being his dirty trickster little self since season one? Or was he just being a savvy businessman? I, I say savvy businessman. Like he, he, he knows his stuff. So I, I don't think it was what he was doing was wrong. You don't think he had any malicious intent or Mm-mm. sneaky things? No. I got the, not good, good, but like, I just, I just think he, it wasn't doing anything wrong. Maybe not morally yeah. right, but not wrong. Amber, <laughs> Amber is team Gowan. I was going to say, anybody. I'm team Gowan too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am team neutral. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Enneagram 9, and I can't make a decision, and I see things from all sides, so, you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm here. (laughs) Amber says, the only thing he, Gowan, did wrong was give Robert's dad the extra $5, since that guy was clearly so desperate, Gowan could have gotten him to argue, to agree to less than 200 or stay at 200 but he was trying to be nice so Robert could be impressed and gave his dad that tiny victory. Everything else is clearly disclosed in the contract, not even in the fine print, just full on disclosed. And everyone felt like they were getting great deals and were super pleased. Now they are all being greedy, except for Gowan, who is simply reaping the benefits of his admittedly, tremendously risky investment. So that is our dear friend Amber's thoughts on that. Um, Ashley T., her handle is at Mrs. Roadpack. She says, in quotes, wrong, end quotes, no. But I would not have done what he did to Jesse since he was going to give others a cut. So those are the hardiest thoughts on, quick thoughts on Gowan and if he did anything wrong. So I wrote down the conversation because, you know, People are going to be fighting over this. People are going to be anti-Gowan or Team Gowan. And hey, I understand because Gowan was, he was, he was sketchy. In yeah, he was. Long. He really honest. was. Like, mm-hmm. not a good dude. No, absolutely not. He was sketch. But my heart has softened towards Gowan. So I'm not fully anti, but I'm not fully pro. <laughs> but I will give you what the conversation was between Gowan and Mr. Wolf. Richard Wolf says, $200. Gowan says, that gives me the right to drill on your property, Richard Wolf says. And if you do, Gowan hands him the contract, or Wolf is already hand- holding the contract. Gowan says, read it. If I strike oil, you'll receive 30% of whatever crude is brought up from the rigs from your land, indicating that Gowan has to drill on Richard's land in order for Richard to profit. Mm-hmm. Later, at the end of the episode, Richard's yelling at Gowan and he says, you're a liar and a cheat. 
Gallon says, I am not reneging on anything. The contract clearly states I only pay additional funds to option holders if I drill on their property. I'm drilling on my property, so I don't owe you a nickel. Richard says, you looked me straight in the eye and said, I get 30% of all, re all oil revenues. And then they go on and blah, blah, blah. And then we find out that he can't even drill on his own property because Gowan now owns the mineral rights to Richard's land as well as the most of the valley. And he just owns the surface rights. So Gowan owns, owns everything underneath. So there you have it, folks. Gowan was honestly being a very cutthroat mm -hmm. investor. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would have to say, y'all, y'all need to read that fine print. <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest. Always read the fine print, kids, because if it doesn't, you never know who might be taking, you know, money out from under you, literally. <laughs> Do y'all have any other thoughts on this? The oil, gallon, hickam, uh, running covered in oil. Like, that, like, that really was one of my favorite parts of the episode was when he ran into the saloon. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, it was just so funny. Yeah. Did it, was it just me? Or did y'all think too, why is Gowan clean? <laughs> that it, I, yes. Why is Hickam all dirty and, and Gowan clean? I thought of yeah. that too. <laughs> <laughs> too funny. All right. So we're going to see next week what happens. And, um, you know, I think this is a good lesson for all of us. Number one, like I said, read the fine print. Number two, don't be so wrapped up in the material things in life that you are missing everything else. I mean, you had Rich, uh, Richard and Kurt fighting over land. You had, you know, Richard not fully listening. He just, he just heard, you know, gold and silver dollars and everything and didn't fully comprehend what he was signing. And I feel like that's an important, mm -hmm. important rule even today. Yeah. Always, always do your research before signing. Yes, for sure. All right. Next we have here, <laughs> this was probably one of my favorite storylines of the episode. Um, Florence, <laughs> aka the new telephone operator of Hope Valley. <laughs> <laughs> what did y'all think about Flo being the new telephone operator? It was so cute. I'm like, she, she just wanted a job. And it was just so funny watching her get all, like, antsy about it. And, and poor Bill. Bill was getting really frustrated. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Something's about to happen with Bill. Yeah. What about you, Laura? I really like those, that, those scenes. It was probably my, one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, so I'm not going to lie, I don't know if you guys felt the same way as I did, but when Fiona came to town for, at first, I was kind of like, mm, are you going to be one of those, like, sketchy people, or are you going to, mm -hmm. are you cool? Um, but I, I think, you know, she really was just someone to stir up the town and, um, you know, be all modern and stuff, bring a little bit of, 
ankles to Hope Valley, if you will. <laughs> um, because she ended up being such a good person uh, mm-hmm. with, with Florence. So Fiona trains Florence on the telephone. And Florence is really excited because y'all know she likes that gossip. And she can at least listen to the first five seconds to make sure, you know, the call's connected or whatnot. And we all know she's going to take advantage of those five seconds. <laughs> and some. Um, so she makes her first call to Bill in the jail. And Lee's tired of waiting. So he ends up walking over to the jail. <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> that was funny. And Florence is like, oh, ooh. And she's listening in, in on the conversation. And then um, we have here Florence frying the switchboard. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard that was so funny yeah and so she fries the switchboard she freaks out and she just she is basically about to up and quit but that's when uh, Fiona is becomes such a good friend to her and she says I think you would be an awesome you know telephone operator and that moment was just so sweet and so encouraging because I really thought that Fiona's character would, would be the type to be like, oh yeah, totally do. You can do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but she wasn't and she was just so incredibly encouraging and that was so nice to see. And then we learned that Florence has never held a job. Did this surprise any of y'all? I thought it was, I thought it was kind of like, not funny, but I was, I was always wondering what Florence did during the, the six seasons like because like her husband died like how did she get get all that money but it I was just I just wanted the secret life of Florence (laughs) yeah what does she do when she's not like eavesdropping on everybody Mm -hmm. else's conversations Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah I'm pretty sure that she and the widows received a really pretty pension Mm-hmm. from their husband's death and from the uh, the lawsuit that they had back in season two. one or two yeah yeah, yeah two so I, i'm sure that's how they're surviving um otherwise i mean right mm-hmm. what would you do but what mm-hmm. could they do in hope valley mm-hmm. she could be yost's assistant that way we can cheer oh. on hashtag flow yo there you go that would be perfect perfect setup <laughs> yes so Florence is now officially the telephone operator um instead weighing too um Fiona also helps Carson get a mysterious number so we will segue into Carson and Faith's storyline um (laughs) this made me laugh too their their storyline started off by them flirting about being fond of chickens (laughs) (laughs) which turned into a discussion about breakfast so that was you know cute young love flirty banter I guess Mm -hmm. it kind of was kind of awkward to me (laughs) I just didn't like I just wasn't expecting the flirting like that all of a sudden but that's just me yeah I mean at this rate they're gonna be engaged by the end of the season and yeah. married <laughs> episode one or you yeah. know what even better Christmas it's like there you boom, go. Hope Valley Christmas wedding here we go they are not taking the jack the jack route <laughs> no <laughs> yeah 
Doc Carson learned from Mountie Molasses. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to get married to this girl, like, tomorrow. <laughs> They're going really fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, too, though, Carson has been married before. They're not mm-hmm. getting any younger. So, and, and, you know, back in those days, I mean, people were, you know, in- dating today, engaged tomorrow, married by mm-hmm. Saturday. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Do you guys think that there'll be a slow burn like um, Clara and Jesse, um, who else, uh, Jack and Elizabeth, or do you think there'll be more of like the fast paced Rosemary and Lee? Like, as, as far as, filming and the timing of their wedding so um rosemary and lee met beginning of season two got married at the end of season three jack and elizabeth it took them one two three four five seasons to get married (laughs) five seasons um who else jesse and clara met season three right three yeah they beginning of three Okay, I knew I could count on you. OG Hardy right there. Getting us three. So they're going on three years. So they're kind of following that Mountie Molasses route too. Mm -hmm. Um, What do y'all think? Any predictions for the next couple of seasons? I I say they're going to be the Rosie Lee, like fast, fast relationship. Mm, Yeah. What about you, Laura? What do you think? Yeah, I think they're going to be fast-paced, too. Yeah. Do y'all think that they're going to be, like, engaged season seven and married season seven? Or engaged season seven, married season eight? Or married during Christmas? Or they're just going to elope and we're just going to come back? Oh, I would love to see an elopement story. Or what? Yeah, me too. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Writers. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I feel like they would be the couple to elope. Mm-hmm. I could would see be that. The, yeah. I could see that too. Uh, <laughs> Faith is, she's, she's not mentally ready to communicate with her dad. So years have gone by. She's been estranged from her dad because he just hurt her um, emotionally. And she tried writing him letters, but she just ripped them all up because she just, she, she has no words at this point. She just doesn't know what to say. So Carson goes to Fiona and he, they attempt to find Faith's dad's number and they do. So Carson, I thought this was really, 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 um, this was a gamble for Carson, man. Mm -hmm. Like he, he, he got that number and he called Faith's dad, and that could have been that could have gone so south mm-hmm. so quickly, but it didn't. And he gets he gets Faith to talk to her dad, and that moment was just so incredibly sweet. Mm-hmm. I I just I was like, oh my little my little heart. <laughs> that was a sweet moment. Yeah, I, it I was- really was. I was kind of expecting Faith to be a little upset at Carson. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting her to be, like, like so, like, for it at so fast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. But, yeah, looking back on Faith, you know, she, she seems to have always needed that push. Mm-hmm. Not, not that she's not a confident woman, but 
I think, you know, she has a lot of fear. So Mm -hmm. when she was engaged to that guy um, way back, Jack was the one that kind of encouraged her to pursue her dreams of being a nurse and break up with him. Mm -hmm. And then we have Carson here, who's also encouraging her to, you know, reach out and amend her relationship with her dad. Um, So, I, I mean, I don't know how you guys are. I know I am very much a... I, I need that extra push, mm-hmm. regardless if it's from, you know, my husband or a, a good friend of mine, but I'm definitely someone who needs a push. What about yeah. you guys? Yeah, I need a push too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Encouragement along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do y'all have specific friends or people in your lives that really encourage you to, you know, just get out there, conquer your aunt. fears? My aunts and my cousins. Well, a couple friends, like my, my, my mom and my dad, you know. The one line that really got me was when her dad said, I miss you, sweetheart. I thought that was just so precious. I know. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Crying know. twice in this episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing about this series is that your emotions are just all over you're laughing one minute, you're crying the next minute, you're mad another minute, you're happy the next minute, <laughs> then you're back to crying, and it's just all the feels. I right? will say all the feels. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of all the feels, let's chat about Rosemary. So we, we see Rosemary, she is in the cafe, she's reading a magazine, she sees a picture of a baby, she, walks, she watches a pregnant woman walk by, we uh, acknowledge that she obviously has something on her heart and she just doesn't have the words to say it according to Elizabeth's diary. Um, Rosemary goes to Carson and what did you guys think was going to happen here? I was surprised she went to Carson that quick. I thought she would talk to Lee first and then go to Carson. Mm -hmm. But did do you think she would be in good health? Were you expecting that? I was expecting it to be like a just like that she's healthy and they just don't know what's causing it. You know, like I kind of just was expecting that part, but I thought she was t- she would talk to Lee first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Um, I thought that it was going to be one of those. Okay, we made it. We did a test, and we will ship it off to Union City, and we'll find out in four to six weeks. <laughs> or something like that but um I was not expecting Carson to tell her that she was in perfect health and she was perfectly fine um Rosemary looks over to the the way scale for babies oh I know that was really heartbreaking and at first Carson thinks maybe she's not getting enough sleep because baby Jack and then I think he realizes when she kind of stumbles a little bit over her words what the real issue is Mm -hmm. um and he says um so he he says that he recommends a healthy dose of communication and um rosemary says that won't change what's wrong and carson says it may not change what's wrong no but the communication will help lessen the pain oh so yes i was 
very, very moved and touched by this, this this Mm storyline. Um, and then Rosemary, she's working up the courage to talk to Lee about her feelings about whatever's, you know, plaguing her heart. And Lee's just had, of course, he had to have a rough day because of all the fiasco with the oil. He's just, they, they flipped places. Like he went all Rosemary and she went all Lee. Like mm-hmm. he was talking a mile a minute and she was like super quiet. <laughs> and Lee ad- inadvertently derails the conversation. And he also says something that is, I think is a foreshadow, but he says to Rosemary, nothing worthwhile is easy. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, I, my ears kind of perked up when I heard that too. I was like, this is, this is going to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read on the internet. Um, I think the um, Hallmark.com uh, has said that Lee and Rosemary, along with Mountie Nate, are going to be guest stars on When Hope Calls. Mm-hmm. So maybe they will find a child and adopt him or her or them that would be so sweet all the sticky children five Mm -hmm. of them since that's what lee wanted yes (laughs) (laughs) i say they're gonna like they're gonna end up adopted and then they're gonna end up pregnant because that's usually how it goes like yeah you stop trying and then it's like as soon as you stop like you you end up getting pregnant Mm-hmm. yeah I know, I know so many people where that's happened um that was like my my mom and my dad oh really that's mm-hmm. so exciting yeah my, my parents like they had miscarriages and then they stopped trying and then they had me and my brother for triplets so oh wow mm-hmm. so like, like this whole storyline with Rosie makes me like even more emotional thinking about that mm-hmm. so wow mm-hmm that is so cool and that's like a triple blessing right there yeah that's what my mom always said oh that's so sweet Mm -hmm. (laughs) like all Mm -hmm. in my feels right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay so we'll we'll see what happens um next week rosemary and we have that big talk that we're all waiting for what's wrong with rosemary i mean we all know what's wrong but what's Mm -hmm. gonna happen with lee and rosemary and their story so more to come all right so one thing that amber wanted us to talk about where's molly molly <laughs> has been missing from team flomo where did molly go thoughts she went to go visit rosaline to make yes. sure she's okay yeah and maybe she no maybe she went to go like she she went to Union City or whatever the Mountie headquarters is and found herself a Mountie husband like she wanted in season five Christmas. She said she wanted a Mountie husband like Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, that's right. She, she, she found she, one. Okay, so she found one, rode off mm-hmm. into the black hole to rescue Rosaline. Mm-hmm. With her right. new husband. With her new husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this was an amber request y'all we're not crazy (laughs) (laughs) um we yeah so we've noticed that molly has disappeared in the last couple of episodes so molly come back 
if yes. you are with your new Mountie husband, bring him. We want to <laughs> see him. <laughs> bring Rosaline too. We want to make sure that she's okay because we we are sure that she is all grown up and that whatever boarding school you sent her to, she's doing a-okay and is probably a refined, wonderful young woman at this point. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. So one thing we also like to do is we like to speculate about the cutscenes of Abigail, just because the retooling process that they've done has been phenomenal. Yes, I will say it's very impressive how quick they got this done and how seamless it looks. Like, I'm very impressed. Absolutely. I mean, it does not look patched at all. Mm-mm. Do you all have any speculations of where Abigail may have been cut? I, th- I think she was cut whenever um, Nathan, Lee, and um, they, they went to the land and, like, to help Mr. Lawson and Robert's dad. I think um, mm. she was in that scene. And I think she was probably with um, Elizabeth talking about um, the library with Rosie. Yes, yes, yes. That's, those are my, t- like, two like scenes I think that were changed I thought there was a scene cut before Nathan Elizabeth uh talked in the school something with like Abigail like talking to Elizabeth about like helping like Nathan yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh okay yeah okay I see you yeah that's that's possible too yeah um I think we're fairly certain from just previews that we've seen in the past um there was definitely a scene with Abigail talking in her office and it could have been to um, Richard and Kurt or it could have been Bill and Lee, but that whole debacle there, um, we're pretty sure Abigail was, was there. Cause I remember seeing a picture of her looking mm-hmm. very, you know, Stirring. frustrated. Yeah. yeah. And then a picture of a map, which was Hope Valley. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And so. I, I was trying to find it, but I can't find it. I, I had a like a screenshot of the like summary before the you know the Lori stuff, mm-hmm. and um, Cody and Robert were fighting about the oil stuff too. So Cody had a major part in this episode, I think, too. Oh, interesting! I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Because Robert had money, like, because of, like, Gowan, mm-hmm. and Cody was jealous, so they were arguing, okay. is what I read. Yeah, I think I remember reading that, too. That would make a lot of sense, as well. Woo. Okay. And apparently, go ahead. I wish I said, I wish we could see the episodes, but I like speculating, too, so that's I, Yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish we could see the old episodes too, just to compare and contrast um, mm-hmm. for the fun of it. Um, but you're right. It is a lot of fun to speculate. It's going to get harder to speculate because we didn't see any teasers from episode seven, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll be, we'll, we will still keep a lookout for Lori Lachlan's elbows. The elbows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those elbows. So overall, how how do you guys rank this episode? Was it a, um, you know, super high favorite? You didn't really love it. 
he didn't hate it either or it was like yeah done I thought it was one of the best of the the season so far to yeah. me okay because I, I I'm, I'm team Nate I'm gonna put that out there team Nate oh. so I am all for Elizabeth and Nate scenes but <laughs> but but Lucas is giving her a library. I am, <laughs> might change my mind. So, <laughs> what about you, Laura? I really like this episode. Yeah. What about the team thing? Since Caroline brought that up, <laughs> Team Lucas, Team Nate. Um, I'm not sure yet. I like both of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh. So. Originally, when I saw the previews, I was definitely pro Team Lucas mm-hmm. um, for several several reasons. I think Elizabeth can use some shaking up. He seemed like that the bad boy. He kind of like um, what's his name, Jess from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, like I he can... was like the bad boy, but he wasn't really bad. He was just, he just perceived a... as bad. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but. I don't know. I might be changing sides. That's what I said. Like from the previous, I was like Lucas, but like I'm like Kevin. You're changing my mind. I'm like, dang, go it. <laughs> Put on Twitter. Uh, this is extended preview, y'all. Are you suspicious of Lucas's motive? And I didn't get ma- very many votes. Kind of disappointed, y'all, but it's okay. Thirty-six votes. Sixty-one percent yes. We are suspicious of Lucas's motives, and 39% said, no, we are not. I'm going to read some of these comments. So we have um, Jen Hebank. She's at MN Hardy. She says, Lucas has a need for high-stakes gambling. He said it himself. I can see him trying to take a gamble on Elizabeth's heart and Elizabeth trying to figure it out. Nate will help Elizabeth process it out. I think Nate will have a love come softly ending with Elizabeth. Oh, yes. I'm not going to spoil anything. Y'all can hear my thoughts about love come softly in previous episode. I'm trying to think which one. It's the get to know your co-host episode. Um, this is how I got into kind of into Hallmark. But I like the books better. Mm-hmm. And my heart is still broken. Uh, let's see here it's like what 15 10 years later so (laughs) we'll just leave it at that y'all can listen to that episode if you guys are like what the heck is she talking about (laughs) you can watch it on hallmark drama it comes on a lot there yes yes you can it does it comes on like once a week I feel like it's Mm -hmm. like a marathon once a month too Mm -hmm. so Laura you're gonna have to watch um that show love comes softly and then report back to us okay so hashtag no spoilers hashtag (laughs) books are better all right so Renita Douglas um, her handle is at Douglas underscore Renita says I think there's a very sad story somewhere in Lucas's past and when it is revealed it will win people over I don't like the way Nathan is trying to turn Elizabeth against Lucas interesting interesting yeah I'm kind of hoping for that sad story Mm -hmm. I'm ready for a good cry what about y'all? Yeah. Okay. I, I would like to see a softer side of Lucas. So, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, to be fair for Lucas, now that I'm, like, wavering on my <laughs> my teams here, um, he, we really haven't gotten to know him too much. So we can't mm-hmm. really judge, right? We've only seen the surface. We've seen that he's, he's got tricks up his sleeve. He's really cool. He's, he's got the swagger. Um, he also has a hidden crate of, of you know, bukus of money. What is in that crate? What else is in there? What else? What I don't know. Right. We haven't that out. Right. So we know all these things, but we really haven't seen the heart side to him yet. Like we have seen with Mountie Nate. And I think if and when we see that, we'll, maybe we'll have a better, you know, or maybe we'll just have a harder time. We'll just be like, oh, oh, but, you know, she's good with him and she's good with him. I don't mm-hmm. know. Brian Burton, please just pick one. <laughs> Stop um, torturing us. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ian, Ian Riddle says, most people who are hiding something have a sad past. I just don't trust his, speaking of Lucas, his motives for pursuing Elizabeth. Lucas either needs to go or to, quote, let it go in my opinion. Uh, Gina responds back and says, but if he does have a sad past, maybe he's trying to move on from it and needs support of people in town to help him. I think he wants to be around people who will give him a chance and sees that in Elizabeth. He really hasn't done anything wrong yet. Um, And Gina also says, this is so on point, talking about um, Renita's tweet. Wow. Three exclamation marks. I completely agree. And I think we need to give Lucas Bouchard a chance. It is Hope Valley after all. Um, Linda says, Linda's one at one in Margarita. She says, I think he's trying to score points with Elizabeth, not necessarily with bad intentions, but in a way to be noticed in a more positive way. Hmm. So the last thing here, let us know what you think of season six so far. Renita says, poor Nathan needs more horseback riding lessons with a heart, a smiley face and a heart (laughs) and an amazing (laughs) gift. Renita, you're the best. (laughs) Um, Lauren Yeagle says, I really love this season. I know the cast departures have been hard, but I think they've actually made the show better. Love that more characters are getting more screen time. Mm -hmm. That is true. 100%. 100 mm-hmm. percent more on point and riddle says this is my favorite season thus far the season feels more even more like an ensemble show i enjoy the new characters even though i don't trust one of them hashtag lucas <laughs> they add more depth to hope valley enjoying all of the stories so far so thank you guys for responding we had so much fun here talking about the episode last last night's episode and um reading out your comments and seeing everybody's you know who are they team 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 lucas team mountain Nate, team baby jack team, team baby OG jack, jack. Mm, yeah yes. team baby jack yeah <laughs> all about baby jack <laughs> yes. he is so cute oh, he is like a little most cheap. darling yeah. baby oh Alrighty. Um, and then one last thing. I just want to shout this out. But if any of you, uh, Hardy's, Postables, Chessies, Goodies, Hallmarkies in general, if any of you are going to the Hallmark fan event in, on, in Memphis at Graceland, 
We would love to work with you. Y'all, we want the inside scoop. I mean, I don't know what that all entails because I'm not the main host. That's that's Rachel and Amber. Um, but at the Hallmarkies pod on Twitter, let us know. They will get with you. But we want the inside scoop, y'all. <laughs> we want to know how is it? What's it like? I mean, we wish we could go. We really do. But, you know, time and effort and all that good stuff. But if you are going let us know well where can people follow you uh twitter laura ann marie and on instagram laura don 228 so caroline uh on twitter is um Mita caroline r and on instagram it's mc richardson on um, um, three underscore yeah all right and like I said earlier, you can find me at Hallmark My Words. Also follow the Hallmarkies pod on Twitter and on social social media all around Hallmark, Hallmarkies podcast. I'm sure you can just Google it. Also, check out the website, www.hallmarkiespodcast.com. Amber did a fantastic job updating it. Go check it out. Go leave her a review. Go spam her Twitter and tell her how amazing she did on her on the website because it's great. Mm-hmm. Also, spam Rachel because she's not here again and let her know that you all miss her and that she needs to come and chat with us about the Hardies. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find them all uh, on Twitter. I'm sure it's linked there somewhere. And um, that's it. So we will look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Bye. Bye.